friends. So something that I love about chronically cultivating is that we talk a lot about real life here. I have shared a lot of my life with you and you've met a lot of very important people. And my best friend happens to be here today. We love being a part of the Power Street Prep Gals and doing that together. And we did an episode back in season one and we just had the most fun. And we just thought that we would bring that today and just talk about God's faithfulness and what role that plays in friendship for us. And yeah, let's just start there. Hey friends, I'm Cassie and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. I am so happy to have you back, Em. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be back on another podcast episode. I know. It's been forever since we've done an episode because our last episode was in season one episode 20. So that's been a bit of time. Was that almost a year ago now? I think so. It feels like it was last week. It was definitely not last week. (laughs) But um, (laughs) we have had such a unique journey, I think, in our friendship and, you know, the role that all of the changes in our lives have played. And God has just been so, so faithful. I honestly think that just saying he's been so faithful is an understatement because whenever you and I specifically look back on the wants that we had and the bold prayer lists that we've Mm -hmm. compiled they're super specific Mm -hmm. and as we've been looking back on them more recently it has been utterly amazing the amount of things that God has put into our lives and I think it's important to mention too that we have faithfully prayed over our friendship and it is something where we would get together and discuss like what we wanted to be praying for I feel like at least in my prayer list there was almost like always this little section of just prayers over our friendship of things that we didn't know how God was going to fulfill but yet we also prayed very specifically And it just had a balance to it. And he's honored our willingness to go to him and submit, you know, our friendship to him in a way that has just completely blown my mind. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. It's crazy. And I don't know how else to describe it. And I think, you know, this podcast is going to be really awesome for us to take a step back and actually review all of the different good things that have happened through our friendship that God has blessed us with. Because it's good for us to remind ourselves of this good thing that we've got going, you know? Yeah, and recount his faithfulness. We could It does everyone good to always look and see the ways that God has shown up. But I think it's also equally important to mention that our friendship has not been easy in the sense of there were so many things that could have gotten in the way of our friendship. And it was something that we had to work hard to show up for one another. And it has looked very different in many different seasons. Yeah, definitely. But at that same time, it was always an easy decision. While it was a hard thing to do, we made the easy and conscious decision that this was something worth pursuing. You know, that was never debated in my mind, ever. Even when we were using email as a form of communication. (laughs) (laughs) What, when we were like 
middle school eight. i don't know <laughs> probably older than eight i would say we had we met best friend status in 2005 and we were in middle school and maybe even early elementary or sorry late elementary maybe yeah i there is no date associated with our friendship we don't celebrate a friend anniversary we've kind of made one up yeah um but to that point yeah you've been in my life for a really long time to the point where we find pictures of each other when we were younger you know at Mm -hmm. one another's houses and we can be like oh what are we wearing this is horrible (laughs) like we have that sibling status almost oh yeah for sure for sure it's just been so neat to see how our lives have intersected in so many ways yet our lives look very very different so different so different but let me tell you, we are too similar. We are too similar to the point <laughs> that when I know when I go back to edit this episode, our sound waves for the words that we use to transition are literally exactly the same. Um, like, well, and... <laughs> it's true, though. You know, and... Can you hear the difference? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> you know... One of the questions that I feel like over the years we've gotten, not necessarily that status of being like, well, everyone's been asking, but like, I do feel like people have just noted that our friendship is different in a lot of different ways. And it's kind of neat to know like that we have something special. I feel like everyone's always like, I wish we knew that we were in the good days you know, before we knew that they were the good old days. But we're actively able to live in those good days because they're happening right now in front of us. Yeah. And it's important to remember that, you know, Cassie and I don't live separate lives and walk parallel to each other and are just like, hey, you've got this. Cool. And then back out the room. We are actively a part of each other's lives, actively praying for each other. I mean, heck, we have even started our own little instagram side thing i don't even know what you would call it it's not really a business but it's just fun and uh, you know we do this with our best friends at the psp gals little shout out but all that to say we are actively a part of each other's lives i think one of the most important things for friendship is that there has to be vulnerability and if anything we have gotten too good at that i think there are just no boundaries there just really are no boundaries but It's not in a way that has ever made me uncomfortable or I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but it's always just felt like I've never felt like I couldn't be my true, honest, authentic self. Yes. But to that point, we definitely have gotten uncomfortable with each other. We've had uncomfortable conversations. Being Mm -hmm. uncomfortable is definitely a part of this relationship. Not to the point where it's, you know, a bad thing. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, I'm pushing you to get to your uncomfortable state so that we Mm -hmm. can grow. Or so that you can grow in this one specific goal that you have or something along those lines. Being uncomfortable isn't the big thing. We are comfortable to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I was more so. I'm really glad that you explained that because it's definitely more of a uncomfortable in the sense of like, I never feel like I'm oversharing or you're oversharing or anything oh, yes, like yeah. that. But yeah, we, we do challenge one another to be uncomfortable and we ask tough questions. There are things that we don't agree on and there are a lot of things, um, but I mean, Crocs, huge disagreement. <laughs> um, and Way to call me out. 
I'm sorry. I just can't stand it. It's the only thing I don't like about you. Um, and she knows this. This is not new information. See, we have had even this uncomfortable conversation. Many, many times. And it's just one of those things where we challenge one another to say, I don't exactly think this way, but I want to hear why you don't think this way or vice versa. And I think that's been so helpful. But a couple weeks ago, it kind of all of a sudden hit us in like multiple different ways how faithful God has been. And it was just so crazy to look at our prayer list and check things off. Yeah, like this isn't just a power sheets tending list where, yes, I did the laundry today and wow, I watered my plants. Look at me go. Even though no. those are all good things. <laughs> yeah, no, you're And right. we celebrate all the tiny victories here. There is so much confetti in this house. <laughs> next um... to me, but you ding a little. Yeah. <laughs> ding a little ling. <laughs> no, all good things, all good things. But we're talking about things that, you know, like I was saying before, we had our bold prayer list. And that was something that we each cultivated separately, but also prayed about together. Just having specific things that we were asking God for and working towards. And to sit back these past couple of weeks and just relish in the fact that we are living in the, the good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, th- that's so cool. And we really want to go into some detail as to those things that we were praying for and how they've come true. Well, and I think we should start with what spurred this whole big extra revelation of looking into all the things that he's done with the biggest one. So back in 2018, so that's three years ago now. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Uh, I had just gotten married. We were sitting here, probably right here on this sofa, and we were discussing how great it would be if we could work from home together in this physical office that we're sitting in right now. Well, you also have to remember that this was a totally different season of life. Cassie yes. was a newlywed. There you was just some, graduated. Yeah, I had just graduated. I was not working. I did not have a job lined up after college. So I had zero money to burn. I was probably burning it anyway. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we had weekly dates on Monday more than weekly at this yeah. time it because this was before so this was even before our Monday nights became a thing we were together like more than half the week yeah I, I would because actually agree with that we yeah. lived a house apart yep which and is was... really important to note because that awesome. is what made that kind of possible it was so much fun and you know that was a time when you know there was a lot of transition going on in both of our lives and we were trying to figure out okay so what's next Yeah, and what does God have for us? Because I had given up my job and we had officially closed our business because that was when I started to just progress. And as you said, you had graduated, you were living at home and we were figuring things out. And I think we were really just on our own and together encouraging one another to discern what God wanted us to do with our lives because it was kind of open-ended for both of us in a lot of ways. I wouldn't say kind of open-ended. <laughs> it's <was> very open-ended. <laughs> but here we are sitting back on the same exact couch after I've spent eight hours or so <laughs> here already today. And we're still saying, oh my gosh, we still have so much to talk about. We still have so much to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what was so neat is that we never thought that it would take me getting to a place where I just need more help, a pandemic, and 
just I don't even know I feel like the pandemic takes up like two things because it's just been so (laughs) big yeah it absolutely encompasses everything that we're probably about to talk about all of the different things that God's faithfulness has (laughs) kind of been checked off with a lot of this uh with the pandemic but funny enough that really was the major thing I was lucky and blessed to have a company that I worked for that was able to keep me on throughout the pandemic but I was pushed back to working one to three days a week and a lot of the time leading up to when I got married in October I was spending over here you know obviously it was the summertime and the springtime and we were spending a lot of time outside um I got many a sunburn so thanks a lot (laughs) But we were talking Because what she means to say is that I was in the sunroom with the doors (laughs) open because we didn't have a protocol in place that my team was um, okay with, so we couldn't be close together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great. And I look back on it very fondly, um, but my dermatologist does not think so. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. All that saying, uh, that the biggest thing that God was faithful for was that I had been praying specifically for a career where I could work from home. After I graduated college, I had a change of heart and mind in the career path that I wanted to go into. And I took a huge leap of faith by diving into a position that I had zero experience in. I loved it, worked hard for two years, and then was offered this position that I have now. And I work from home four to five days a week. Mm -hmm. And so here I am on a Tuesday evening recording a podcast after, quote, working from home, end quote, at Cassie's house. Yeah. And it was really funny because we, the whole reason this came up was because uh, I needed some extra help while Jared was at work. And we have a protocol in place for COVID to keep us safe. Like, shout out to N95 masks. Like, you rock. But ultimately, we were sitting here and you would come over for the day. And I don't know, I can't even remember which one of us said it first. But all of a sudden, I at least remember for me, it just hit me. You were sitting at the desk working. I was working and it just was this light bulb moment of being like, this was what we prayed for. Like, what we prayed for is happening right now. And I remember just, like, we both just had to stop because, like, we just, it was happening. We saw God answering our prayers in real time. It's totally nuts. I I mean, that is absolutely at the top of our joint prayer list. I mean, there's so many different things that we've prayed for that he's been faithful for, which, of course, we're going to get into. But this one is the most one of the most obvious and mm-hmm. uh i mean our father is so cool i know and it's just been amazing but i think what's cool too is that he has worked in our lives on the big things like this but also on the really detailed things that he really didn't ever have to do in a sense like like our our god is a detailed oriented god and i'm so grateful for that because we are both very detail oriented (laughs) and to know that he 
is that way and he created us to be that way is so beautiful and it's in the little things like we have this pegboard above where we hang our coats in our house where we just put up different photos typically or decorations but every Christmas we love to display all of our Christmas cards that we get up on there and I remember you know Jared and I had put ours up there to like kick it off in a sense and then yours had come in and I put them side by side and didn't think anything of it and a couple days later I texted you and I was like I'm pretty sure I sent you a picture of them or something like that and it was just like whoa look at that we're both married and sending each other Christmas cards we wanted that so bad as a kid we prayed for that and it was just so cool it's amazing I mean that is again another huge thing that we prayed for separately was to have healthy marriages both of us knew from a Mm -hmm. very young age that we were called to get married and that has just been really really amazing to sit back and say oh my gosh this is what I prayed for I mean I say it to my husband all the time can you believe we're married can you believe we're married and he just goes yes already (laughs) do you But it is, it is so neat to see him at work. And it's been little things like, I know people at times have been like, really? Really? You think like, I think you're thinking too much into it. I don't really think God like did that. And I've always been like, no, he does everything. For instance, we are the biggest Jonas Brothers fans probably on the planet. And don't question us. (laughs) As kids, Uh, I had the opportunity to see a couple of their concerts and we were supposed to go to one together and it didn't work out. So, and then we were set to go to another concert. And when we were seniors in high school, which took so much convincing to let our parents drive us ourselves into Boston to go see this as seniors in high school. And two weeks before the band broke up and everything was over, it was devastating to say the least. We we literally like that weekend that was supposed to be the concert. We went into full mourning, like wore black. It was a whole thing. And (laughs) looking back, we were so dramatic. We were so dramatic. And anyhow, so they got back together which was just amazing. And we got tickets to see them for their main show, but they had a smaller like show for a radio station that they were doing. And what was so cool is we were sitting there. There were a lot of tears, probably more than we want to admit over them coming on stage. (laughs) But what was so neat is that original concert when we were kids, the first one we were supposed to go to together, it was in that stadium. And we saw them play there in that stadium. And we had posted a bunch of different things and just been like, God is so faithful. And I remember kind of getting questions about being like, I'm confused. (laughs) Like, you're saying God is faithful because you got to go to a Jonas Brothers concert. But it was. Like, I mean, obviously now we have a lot of things that are on our bold prayers list. But when we were younger, this was number one don't question how (laughs) obsessed we were but I mean seriously like Cassie was saying it's not just the big things it was the little things too and while this was super super cool and it definitely didn't need to happen it just it made everything so awesome I mean it was just it it was such a prayer come true Mm mm-hmm I never, ever, ever would have guessed that out of all of the prayers that we had prayed for, that this one would be the one that would come true. Because there were a lot of things we prayed for that 
God, in his truly infinite wisdom, did not grant us because... <laughs> which is definitely for the better. Yeah, which is totally for the better. And out of all the things, just like you said, we never would have expected that. I think one of the greatest ways that he has shown his faithfulness is given us an understanding for one another. You know, I think one of the reasons that at times we have been asked about our friendship or the couple times someone has mentioned something to me online, I've heard the, well, how do you guys have a relationship with an illness like that? How do you do things where she is completely able-bodied and able to, you know, do all the things um, and I am not? But it has never felt that way. Like, you have never made me feel like as sick as I am in the sense of it you've always validated it you have never once been like nope we're just not going to talk about it it's off the table because that's not how Mm -hmm. an illness like this works it has to be a part of everything we don't get that choice but you've at the same time as you've always validated and listened you have never made me feel like the sick friend or the one who has nothing to give even if I feel that way and I know we've talked about this in a previous podcast episode but this truly is a friendship that has benefits that each other can pass along to the other person we joke that you know your biggest benefit that you could give me was your handicap parking pass <laughs> like oh hey cassie do you want to go shopping which is colored um, for i really don't want to park far away so you want to come with me but i loved it and it was fine we actually call it a handicapitude and we go like all into it uh in season one episode 20 and you're all gonna go back but we I'm just going to let you go from there because <laughs> they're just going to let you go from there. But there's like, it, it's not just, uh, you know, tangible things. Like you have a completely different perspective of life than I do. And the unique thing about our friendship is that the other person can comfortably call the other person out. Mm-hmm. You know, we are able to discuss major things in our lives that we either you know, need pep talks for or need advice or are just looking for, mm-hmm. you know, a soundboard. Like you were saying, it's just a truly understanding relationship. There's nothing, I don't, I've never felt bad for being the able-bodied one either. Mm-hmm. Just like you were saying, I've never made you feel sick, which I'm so grateful for. You've never made me feel bad for being able to do something on my own and it's super important you know I was even thinking about whether or not this was something that's like appropriate for a podcast to talk about but I mean it's it's really important to Mm -hmm. not have one person be playing the quote stick card Mm -hmm. or something along those lines you know we're both here for each other we both know our limits and we're Mm -hmm. comfortable saying when we need to take a step back but we're never accusing each other of not doing enough well and just like you you've said like I've kind of never played the sick card you've also never played the I'm such a good person because I'm still friends with Cassie like in that same thing it has never felt that way or ever been that way and I think a lot of that is not just because we have shown up and do and done intentional work because friendships are work and I think like most things in life it's really easy to just not want to put in the effort or not want to send that text or not want to whatever the case may be but we know that an intentional life is hard work but a life that brings so much good Mm -hmm. and we've had to both be really intentional there have been seasons where 
we have been far apart. There have been seasons where we have been close together and because of a pandemic have not been able to see one another. There are so many different things, yet he has still been so faithful Mm -hmm. every season. And I think encouraged us both to show up for one another. Mm -hmm. And we were even, you know, talking before we started recording this podcast and something that I think is really important to note as well is that while relationships in general are hard work and ours definitely takes a lot of work, you know, both because of physical barriers, but Mm -hmm. also space and that type of thing. You know, we don't live next door to each other anymore, but also, you know, mental. Yep. I don't want to say mental barriers. I don't know what the right word would be to describe this, what I'm trying to get out. But anyway, the major point that I wanted to make was, yes, all of this was hard work, but it was always an easy decision to Mm -hmm. make. It was never something where I'm thinking to myself or talking to somebody else saying, wow, do I really want to stay friends with Cassie? Do I really want to do this? That has never, ever Mm -hmm. come up. It has always been a easy decision Mm -hmm. to cultivate this relationship and that is really important and I'm super thankful to our Lord for Mm -hmm. giving us that conviction to continue this friendship. Yeah and I think something that would also be really important to note is that everyone hears you know where there's a will there's a way but there always is a way and what I would challenge people who are feeling that disconnect or not knowing how to navigate the waters of sickness and friendship and vice versa, I think we have to give ourselves the freedom to know that not everything is going to work perfectly in the sense of we may have this grand idea to do something and this is the best way we're going to connect and it doesn't really work. Or we've had seasons where we are not able to be in super close contact so we choose to text or as kids email write letters whatever (laughs) it is but we've always found a way and we've been open to knowing that the way that we do things may not work forever they may just be meant for a season and that's okay too and I think the biggest example of this would be our two weddings Mm you know, you got married in 2018. That was back when my now husband and I had just started dating. I know, that's so crazy. I know. That's such a weird thing for me to say. It doesn't really (laughs) roll that easily off off the tip of my tongue. But anyway, you know, you and Jared had gotten engaged Mm -hmm. and the wedding planning was happening super quickly. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't want to say high stress. It was just high activity. You know, there was a lot going on and I was coming up at the end of my college career. Mm -hmm. But at your wedding, I I got to walk down the aisle to my husband. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I got to meet my best friend's husband at the end of the aisle. (laughs) Um, No, we just, we had an amazing time and we got this really funny picture of the four of us out on the dance floor Mm -hmm. jamming to of course a Jonas Brothers song Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you see our our husbands wouldn't let us use uh when you look me in the eyes by the Jonas Brothers (laughs) as our first dance song um for either of our weddings and so we had the super fun idea to play that song during the reception and end up having a good time so that's what we were doing and we have such a funny picture where Jared (laughs) And Tim were mocking us, weren't yeah. they? They were. 
<laughs> so Cassie and I are like pretty much in tears, just <laughs> so incredibly happy. Because um, again, we're... <laughs> something we had dreamed about yes. as kids and we saw it coming to life. And so our husbands, well, no, your husband, my boyfriend at the time, were just laughing hysterically and they decided to hold hands and sway. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the most ridiculous thing ever, but it, it's such a fun memory. Mm-hmm. And uh, to talk about how, you know, things don't exactly come full circle, mm-hmm. but God is still faithful. You know, when I got married this past year, it was in the middle of a pandemic and Cassie and Jared were not able to come to my reception. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get to have that memory. But that being said, we still got photos mm-hmm. together in front of my house and we ended up still getting a photo together of the four of us on the steps mm-hmm. of the church. And that absolutely meant the world to mm-hmm. me that you guys were able to be at my wedding. Like, we still have a photo of the four of us. Mm-hmm. And while it's not exactly what we thought it was going to be or what we wanted it to be, that was so important because mm-hmm. we didn't think that you would even be able to come to my wedding because of you know state restrictions but also because of your physical limitation yeah i mean i remember being so grateful that we even got to be there and i have joked a couple times that we're gonna need to just photoshop us closer together because we were like <laughs> six feet apart like on the steps because because yes. <laughs> jared and i wanted to be able to take off our masks um our n95s off just for a photo outside but I was so grateful that that even happened because we truly didn't know if it was going to and it was just another way where we had to both and we both cried over it we both discussed it and were so upset that we couldn't do things the way that we wanted to but we recognized that that was where things were and we were going to make the best of it and it hurt and if we could go back and just say, well, we wish the COVID wasn't a thing, of course, in an ideal world, we would have wanted to do things differently. Right. But we still made things happen. And I think in friendship, when we're talking about praying over our friendships and we're talking about, you know, directly praying for things, sometimes God doesn't give us the victory that we think is going to be there, but it doesn't mean that it isn't still a victory. And that's what I think of when I think of us being able to go to your ceremony at the church. Yeah. And to bounce off of that too, you know, we pray for specific things. They don't come true the way that we want them to exactly. And for a lot of people and for us too, sometimes it can be a real gut punch being like, God, what the heck? How come you didn't give this to us? We've been, you know, we've been so faithful to you. Why can't you be faithful to us? But that is only human. And we have Mm -hmm. to remind ourselves that there are things that God is faithful in. And, you know, specifically speaking to my wedding where, you know, we couldn't have everything that we wanted to. Mm -hmm. We had this really special moment with just the two of us Mm -hmm. when I was searching for my wedding dress Mm. Um, I had gone to a couple of different stores and was looking around and, you know, I uh, had an idea of what I wanted and I had this appointment at a boutique close to my house, my parents' house now. Mm -hmm. And I asked Cassie if she felt up to going and the two of us and my mom went out just to, just to window shop, you know, 
get some more ideas, some price points, whatnot. And then I ended up buying my wedding dress that day. And <laughs> Cassie got a notification on her phone. Yeah, so right before we went out to go look for her dress, I got a you know, one of those, like, photo memories that, like, pops up on your timeline, and it had showed that I got my wedding dress that day two years before, that exact day two years before, and I remember deliberately not telling you because I was like, if I tell her, it's going to put pressure, (laughs) and I don't want that to influence her decision. It was all the things we got there, and the boutique was not handicap accessible, and I remember thinking when we were in there, I was so embarrassed, and I just was like, I shouldn't have come. This would have been better if I wasn't here because we've had to move things around, whereas you have always built like our like you you think of things with my wheelchair and my limitations in mind which I've always appreciated because I'll be like can we even do this and you're like oh yeah I've already thought how we're gonna do this right (laughs) so she's like wheeling me through all these dresses and I'm literally worried that we're gonna like pull dresses off of the racks with it's one of those situations where like I push the wheelchair and Cassie sits with her elbows out so that she she can like hit anything or anyone that gets in the way it's a team effort is what it is and so then she did say yes to the dress and we both cried and then I had told her I was like you're not gonna believe this to like that is the epitome of best friend goals and we didn't even try like there are so many cool (laughs) things that God does and that was definitely one of the coolest. And that specifically was so good to look back on. We just celebrated that one year anniversary, if you will. And I, you know, as we were preparing for this podcast, I said, wow, what a cool memory for us to mm-hmm. have that nobody, well, I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't say nobody else has, but you know, I don't know of anybody else that has this specific memory. And And we didn't do it intentionally. Right, exactly. Which is, I Um, think, what makes it so cool. Exactly, exactly. You know, because we weren't able to make certain things happen at my wedding Mm -hmm. that we would have wanted to happen. This was just an added bonus of saying, okay, God, you you had this from the beginning. I should have known. I should have known. We could talk forever about friendship. And don't worry, we will definitely be back to talk more. (laughs) I am sure But I think if we could leave you with one practical tip and one way that you can apply kind of what we have talked about is don't be afraid to discuss your prayers with your friends and don't be afraid to pray for specific things. We were able to sit down and we pray over things for one another, but we also do have that list of bold prayers. And I can't wait to see what we're going to add on to that list. We've checked a lot of things off, so we got to (laughs) like add some in, but you will find a way and... It takes intentional work and it doesn't matter how you show up, but showing up is, I think, what has made all the difference. Yeah. Make the decision to put in the extra effort and let yourself be vulnerable with that other person. If it doesn't work out, it's okay. There will be other people. God is good. He is faithful. Mm -hmm. He will not abandon you. Yeah. And I think to end, it goes back to what you were saying, which is getting there and showing up can be hard, but the decision to do it is always easy. Amen. So you'll probably hear more from us soon as the Parachute Prep Gals and whatnot, but thank you so much for sitting down and us being able to do this because 
not only do I hope other people take this and they're encouraged to have a list of where they recount God's faithfulness and write that down for themselves, but I hope it encourages us to continue to do that as well. I definitely already feel motivated to go home and write down more ways that I am thankful (laughs) for anything that God has provided for me. So thank you. Mm. And thank you for having me on the podcast again. I really enjoy reflecting with you and with your listeners. Mm. All right, friends. We'll see you next week. Friends, as our time here comes to an end, I want you to know that the resources don't stop here. At livingthechronicillnesslife.com, you can find blog posts, videos, the Grace and Goals interactive resource library, free downloads, and even these episodes right here to help you continue cultivating an intentional life right where you are, no matter how uncertain the season. Whether you're working to build an intentional life with your daily habits, planting a garden, setting goals, or simply resting well, you can cultivate an intentional life. Head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com to access all of these resources, and I'll see you next week.